Now let's talk about tactics. Scare tactics. With the element of illusion becoming as real to us as our religion. I mean, when Siegfried and Roy become as real as St. Peter and Paul, can you dig what I'm saying? Dig what I'm saying. With that being said, we gotta know that a tactic is planned out. The enemy had to plan that thing out in order to stifle you and take you off your game. But a lot of times, we can be our own enemy. Great day one and all, this is none other than your brother, XL Wilbur, reporting to you live from your side. If you decide not to oblige, well, that means you choose to blues. You're probably somewhere seeing red with your hands on your head instead. And with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to something I like to call Scare Tactics. This is the self-help podcast that lets you know that the life you long for, the goals you long for, the experiences you long for are in shorter distance than you could ever imagine. And I'm thankful that you joined me again this week. We are still going with our ABCs of Fear series. Thank you to the ones that's been rocking with me since the beginning of this thing. And thank you for the ones who are just now coming into the fold. I pray you guys stick around. So with it being said, we're on the letter F today. And what's interesting about this actual subject is that's probably the reason you're here today. And I'm talking about FOMO. <laughs> Some of you are already like, oh, that's what you're talking about. F is for FOMO, the fear of missing out. And you ask the question, if you ain't too familiar with that, like, XL, what's the definition of FOMO? Well, to be precise, you're already here. It's the fear of missing out. It's the fear of missing out. We're already curing that. Do you see how transformational this show is? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's a self-help podcast. And I chose to adhere to something that Nas told me years ago. He said, if you take one step towards God, he'll take two towards you. And I am designed this podcast to be all-inclusive. And I have people that are listening to this who don't exactly adhere to an existence of a God. So... In order to make that happen, my message can be flipped to include everybody. That's what it's for. So with that being said, you can take one step towards your destiny or your purpose and your universe, your belief system, your God, anything will take two towards you. I say that and I can stretch that like that because I've done it. I've seen it. I've lived it. It works. Try it out. Now, I promise you the first step you may have already taken, but this is another major step you're taking right here by facing this FOMO, this fear of missing out. I thank you guys for joining me. We're about to be transformational. I promise you, them four words right there are going to pack a lot of power. They stop a lot of things from happening, and we're definitely going to stretch that out. So my personal experience with FOMO, my biggest personal experience, confrontation with FOMO, happened when I didn't go directly active duty after enlisting in the Army back in 2003. When I got back from boot camp in 2004, that was the biggest episode of FOMO for me. For not going directly active duty, taking that opportunity and coming back on the reserve side. I'll explain that more. But first, I have to acknowledge that recently we just celebrated Veterans Day. For those of you who aren't adherents to my Church with a Double Cup podcast that I recorded the day before, happy belated Veterans Day. I thank you guys. I thank you ladies. I thank anybody who's ever suited up or set foot in service. Put those boots on, laced them up, and knew that they were going to fight for a cause worth dying for. Whether it was for God or country, whether it was for your family, whether it's for personal income, whether it was to get you some college money, whatever your reason was, you had to know that the ultimate sacrifice came with the territory. There was a potential you could be in a war zone where people were looking to take your life and you were still willing to do what you had to do. So the country owes you for that. And I dare somebody to tell me different. 
as a veteran who's made it through two war campaigns out there in those fields. I salute everybody who put on that uniform because there was never going to be a time where you couldn't have been in a place to be like, hey, I don't care if you're a cook. I don't care if you're out there piling papers. We need somebody boots on ground. And that came with the territory. So I thank everybody who gave the ultimate sacrifice. We really need to salute them, big them up. Because they're not here to live to tell their story. We are. So with that being said, my veterans, my guys who are overseas right now, my girls who are overseas right now, they're suffering from the biggest episode of FOMO. And I need you to share this with them right now. Let them know that they got a fellow veteran out here giving them this heat, expressing what they're going through, and helping them overcome the fears that they may be dealing with right over there in that sandbox. I know what that's like. I've been over there twice. So, yeah, I definitely know what that feels like. I'm not one of the people speaking from over across stateside that's never experienced that. So, my personal example of FOMO. When it came to my biggest episode of FOMO, even though I've been across the seas twice, there has been one of my biggest episodes of FOMO right here in the state. At the tender age of 17, I jumped into this man's army feet first, boots on the ground. And I thought I had so much waiting for me to do when I got back to my hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee after boot camp. Though the opportunity to go active was presented to some of us in boot camp, I still felt like, nah, I don't want to take that step. I'd rather go back and exercise the freedom that I didn't get to exercise because I went to boot camp two weeks after I graduated high school. So I felt like it was so much more for me to do there with this extra freedom. No school, a car of my own. <laughs> I felt like all those things we're going to help me skyrocket to the life I always dreamed of. Not realizing that I had a few things that I was happy about staying for when I look back at it. But a lot of that other stuff, I could have did in another state. I could have did somewhere else and seen another part of the world already and been pushed to do something else with my life. Probably would have been pushed into my purpose a lot sooner. But at the same time, I'm grateful for what I got. But looking back at it, when we talk about FOMO, that's my confrontation. My biggest confrontation with FOMO is thinking that I had something missing when I could have made a career for myself a lot sooner going active duty as soon as I enlisted. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this evening, we have a special triple threat match between depravity, exclusion, and the returning. Envy. Now, all three of these are effects of FOMO, therefore I pitted them in this triple threat match. You have the privity, not having what you think you should, exclusion, feeling left out, and then envy, lusting for another's life instead of making yours happen. So, we're going to let them kick, claw, scratch the blood out of each other because we're going to milk all three of them and flip them to our advantage. Now, some of you may be asking, XL, I've been rocking with you for the last few weeks with this ABCs of Fear series, and you always have pros and cons. So, if all three of these, which seem as cons, are pitting against each other, where's the pro? When you look at the pro of FOMO, it's so fitting because the pro of promo is, say it with me, one of my favorite words, bro. And I would be a straight up hater if I didn't give FOMO its props for being a promotional giant. I'm talking about this on a level with Don King, Vince McMahon, 
But yes, FOMO is on top of his game as far as the promotion game. But it doesn't always promote the best in people. It's better at promoting anxiety, depression, undecisiveness, and jealousy, things like that. Though they promote the negative, they are still big at how they promote it. And it even got so bold to where FOMO created the LLC, so it's FOMO promos for the rest of this show. <laughs> I'm not endorsing it, but at the same time, I'm making it real. So not only does FOMO promote the event taking place, but it also promotes the negative of those missing out. So it's doing double promotion. It's getting this double dipping, as a lot of us will say. As crappy as FOMO is, we still have to point out its downfalls. The fact that it's the fear of what hasn't happened or doesn't exist makes it so much more powerful to bring us down. Now, I can speak personally to the one about it hasn't happened, the fear of what hasn't happened. And it's like looking at a future event and wanting to be there so bad that you'll cut out people, cut out special events, shortcut those events in order to get there. And I'm going to tell you an example that I remember off the top of my head. Now, night watch service, New Year's Eve service, which is prevalent in the black community for people who grew up in church like myself, we had to be there. Mind you, I'm 18, 19 years old, able to move around and do things on my own. My parents gave me some sort of freedom. But at the same time, I felt obligated to be there. So I was still there, night watch service, but I was sitting there like sweating bullets and trying to like my, keep my legs from shaking because I wanted to be at the club. I knew there was a night party happening, a New Year's Eve party happening at a certain club that I wanted to be at. So my mom was upset when I said that's where I was going as opposed to going home with them and having like this midnight breakfast and celebrating. And so I went to this party. Bumped into a guy that tried to jump me with like six other guys at a skating ring maybe a couple months ago. And he was scared to death like he seen a ghost because I was by myself, had a coat on, and he didn't know what I had in my pockets. So, that, <laughs> outside of that, I was bored to death. I was bored to death. I was like, man, this is like, it was so many people in there having such fun. But it's like, that's when I realized, man, I'm done with the club scene. This is like boring. So, even with that. It was one of those things where I had a fear of missing out on something that hadn't even taken place yet. The party didn't start till 11. I was thinking about this two or three days before, thinking I was going to miss it because I had to be at church. Now, mind you, I'm a strategist at nature, so I was already plotting on how to get up out of there a little bit earlier and shortcut the sermon and trying to find out, like, timing the preacher and <laughs> trying to see how I could go to the bathroom at, like, 11.56 without nobody noticing. For when midnight hit and I'm out the way, I'm gone. And like, oh, oh I'll explain when I get back later. <laughs> hey, teenage mind, you got to know it's real. And that's why I wanted to let you know, guys know I experienced that wholeheartedly firsthand. Now, the other aspect of it is the fear of what doesn't exist. Now, this is more powerful because it says that our imagination is turning on us. Our intellect is turning on us. In the words of Sadhguru. So, when you look at it like this, it's something that we gave life to that we're afraid of. What's that supposed to look like? And FOMO stretches its promotional muscle once again because this promotes the question of, am I significant? Am I important enough to be a part of this organization? Am I special enough to be invited to this event? And therefore, it sub-promotes depression and anxiety because we second-guess ourselves. Now, as treacherous and tricky as FOMO is in its promotion, it actually teaches us something. It actually gives us something because it gives us a license to teach. 
<laughs> you didn't know that, did you? You got to think about it. FOMO gives us a subconscious grading scale to where we're grading people who don't necessarily care about their own grades or achievements. They're putting on an image for the human stamp of approval. But we're being robbed of power, but in a sense given power to grade those who don't even care about their own grades. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, man, are you promoing for FOMO? Did they pay you? Is this a real, is the FOMO promo a real company? Because XL, you've been propping them up the entire time. So here's the part why I satisfy you, the customer of FOMO. Because I break down FOMO for your benefit. Now, how do you do that, XL? Check me out. When we break down the fear of missing out, we start with fear of. You're scared of the outside instead of being present within. If our focus is outward, the remedy is we must appreciate the presence of ourselves instead of missing what's outward to the point where nourishing the inside of us results in outside influence. Did you catch that flip? If you didn't catch that flip, let me say it for you one more time. When we talk about the fear of, we're scared of outside instead of being present within ourselves. We fear not being a part of what's outside for validation instead of validating ourselves within. So we must appreciate the presence of ourselves instead of missing what's outward to the point that what's inside of us results in influencing the outside that we once felt like we were missing out on. You did what I'm saying? Now that we move along to missing, missing, what about us would contribute to the event we feel we're missing out on? What would we really contribute to the event or the group we feel like we're missing out on that's causing us such anguish, anxiety, or depression because we feel like we're left out of? What about us? We have to ask ourselves that serious question. How would I benefit this group or event by being there or being a part of it? Now, I'll be honest. A lot of us don't have an answer for that. But if we ask ourselves this question, we would really switch up how we look at events, organizations, and a lot of different things that we feel like we feel bad about not being a part of. Like, would we help it succeed? That's the main thing, in essence. Would we help this event or organization succeed if we were a part of it? And I want us to ask this question. Would we help the lifestyle flourish or just sit in it? And when I say those two things, a lot of people know what I mean when it comes to FOMO because you see the people that you grew up with, the people that you went to school with. I've had conversations with these people. So when you talk about the people that see people that they grew up with, went to school with, they're doing these amazing things and they're living the life they wish they had before they had kids type of thing, before they started a family type thing, before they met this guy or met that girl type thing. They wish they were living that type of life to where they could be, oh, they wish they'd stay with that girl or that guy so they can do and live in that lifestyle, those type of things. And they said, would we help the lifestyle flourish or would we just sit in it? It's the question I want us to ask ourselves. Because if you were in that lifestyle, would you help it flourish? Or would you just sit in it? And if you were just going to sit in it, it kind of makes me feel like that's a plan B deficiency. I tell my soldiers all the time when they get ready to get out the army, I'm like, man, have a plan C. 
Because I believe plan A is something that we came and formulated from birth. Our whole life built up, our influences and everything built up for our plan A to be what we aim for. When that doesn't happen, we need a backup plan. And the backup plan sometimes requires us to have help from somebody else. And you can't always trust people. So, therefore, when you have a plan C, it's solely you. Your first one was motivated by how you were brought up and your experiences. Your plan B is because your plan A didn't work, which means you had a backup plan to get help from somewhere else. Plan C, for the most part, means you've given up on what you know. You've given up on people helping you. Now it's solely what you know you have within yourself to make it happen. Now, if your plan A is that, you're good to go. If your plan B is that, you're awesome. If plan C is that, you're supernatural. I appreciate you. My, my prayers are with you on your journey. You dig what I'm saying? But everybody ain't like that. And a lot of people I've met, they've been in that predicament where plan A is what they're, they're like conditioned to be their first course of action. That don't work. A lot of them don't have a plan B. So there you go. And I say that's a plan B deficiency. You don't even have a backup plan if you don't know how you make that kind of lifestyle that you envy flourish to profit you or you're just going to sit in it for human stamps of approval online. That's a plan B deficiency, just waiting to happen. And that's what that missing breakdown entails. Those two questions will ruin your life if you don't know how to answer them right. Now, the last section of FOMO we're going to break down is out. Missing on the out is the problem. But the remedy is to be present within. When I talk about being present within, I mean knowing yourself enough to be comfortable with just you. Because when you're present within, there's nowhere to go. There's no missing out. That eliminates the whole FOMO to begin with. Because you're comfortable being who you are on the inside. As opposed to wanting to be and stretching your way to be what's on the outside. That's plain as I can put it. But before we leave this week, I have to let you guys know that we do have a practical exercise to put this in formation. You dig what I'm saying? So, when we talk about defeating FOMO, it's so simple. I'm surprised FOMO was able to have that kind of power over people. So I need you to do this with me. All over the land, all you X-Factors, I need you to do this exercise with me. We're going to defeat FOMO live in exciting colors. Find your nearest mirror. Give yourself the thumbs up. Because we know the fear of missing out is only looking for someone else to give us approval. So, give yourself the thumbs up in the mirror. And I need you to use some basic math skills to count how many fingers are pointing back at you. This is real revelation right here. Once you count these fingers, you're going to be like, whoa, for real? And I'm going to make it easy for those who aren't fluent in Ebonics that are listening to the podcast. I do know you're out there and I sympathize with you. So, when you put your thumbs up and give yourself the thumbs up of approval in the mirror you're counting one two three four fingers pointing back at you correct am i on the right track am i getting warm but in ebonics we say four mo fingers <laughs> yes fomo so we switch and flip fomo to be like yo we give ourselves the thumb of approval that is the ultimate sign that i agree with what I see. And you got FOMO pointed back at you. Can you dig what I'm saying? 
we turned FOMO around to our betterment, to our approval, to reverse the curse. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you guys joined me on Scare Tactics this week. And I pray this simple method and these facts actually help you see the fear of missing out is not missing out at all, as long as you're present within. So I'm grateful that you joined me. And like I say, up high to all my vets, stateside, past, present, future, and overseas. And especially send it to the ones overseas to let them know I feel their pain. I've been there. And my prayers are with them. I pray a wedge of protection around themselves and the families that await their return, supporting them stateside. Because they share in the sacrifices mine did. I promise you. I mean, they are missing their breadwinners, their brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers. I've seen it happen to where grandchildren have been born while they were overseas, overseas fighting next to me. So, I'm talking about, yeah, boyfriends, girlfriends, for real, husbands, wives, they're over there. And I pray for all of them and I pray for those who are supporting them from the stateside and being true to what it is. And that those who know, know what I'm talking about. So, I ain't got to go explain that. But at the same time, I pray for them. I'm grateful for them because I was that person facing that FOMO, facing that fear, facing the fear of the unknown at that. But still willing to put on them boots every day and fight for a cause worth dying for. I salute you. Your country does too. At the same time, share this with those you know who are overseas right now. And we're going to really do something to show our support for them. But right now, FOMO has been conquered. Thank you for joining me. Join me again next week. Subscribe, like, comment, hit me on all my social media outlets. The ending credits are going to tell you where to reach me at. And with that, blessings and ammunition. You have just listened to Scare Tactics, the podcast hosted by XL Wilbur, recorded and produced in Wilbur Dome, North Carolina. The theme music is Exotic Notion, produced by DJ Nigma. XL Wilbur can be followed on Facebook and Instagram under XL Inspirations and the XL Wilbur YouTube channel. Website is soon to come. Thank you guys for your continued support and your continued push for greatness. Blessings and ammunition. But we gotta know this an illusion. Sometimes we look too deep into things that ain't even there. And the enemy wouldn't have taken that time to put that plan together if they weren't scared of you.